0: I appreciate Christine sitting down with me for an Orange Socks interview. I enjoyed learning about her daughter, Sky Lynn, and Christine's experiences. Not long after she received the diagnosis that her daughter had autism, Christine received notice from her insurance company that they were denying coverage because Sky Lynn had autism. Not one to take that news sitting down, Christine became politically active to right this wrong, which led to other great things for her and the state and the community she lives in. I'll let her tell you her story.
1: My oldest daughter, my first child, Sky Lynn, she was diagnosed with autism at about two. She always showed symptoms of something being different. She would cry when I would sing, and she, you know, she missed pointing and clapping. I was told constantly that, oh, I'm just a first time mom. I don't know. She's not behind. I don't know what I'm talking about. And it wasn't until she was just under two that we finally had a developmental pediatrician look at her and say, yes, she has autism. Then it was a few weeks after that meeting. Now, first I'll back up and say, it's pretty scary and devastating when you find out your kid has autism because you just don't know what the future holds. Everyone has this idea in their life of, my kid's going to go to elementary school and then junior high and then they go to high school and it's going to be great and we're going to be best friends. You know, we might not be realistic in our ideas, but that's of course what we think. And they're going to get married and we just have an idea idea of how our life is gonna pan out. And the minute you're told that diagnosis, you don't know. You don't know how your life is gonna pan out. You don't know what changes they're gonna be. You don't know how you can help your child or how you can't or how high functioning they'll be. I mean you just it's just this kind of thrown into the situation where you're not really sure what's happening. Well as I'm kind of Sorting all this out in my head, I received a letter from my insurance company denying my well child visit where my doctor recommended me to go to a developmental pediatrician to have a full a full evaluation and I was denied the diagnosis visit with the um, with the developmental pediatrician because she had autism. They put the 299 medical autism code on her medical records when they sent them in to be covered. The denial said that they didn't cover this kind of mental health and substance abuse was the technical thing that it said. Um, I called the insurance company and I said, why, why did you deny this? I have insurance, insurance is supposed to cover this kind of thing, that's why I pay for it. And I will never forget, and it's been a driving force for me, is the insurance company said, we're sorry, we don't cover anything because there's nothing we can do for your kid. And I was just reeling from the fact that she was diagnosed at all. And then my insurance company just said, there's nothing we can do for her. So that was a really confusing, moment, but I'm not okay with someone saying there's nothing we can do for a two-year-old that doesn't that doesn't make sense and No one can say there's nothing you can do for my daughter. So I went online. I started researching. I saw all the different types of therapies there are available, the type of outcomes these therapies can have, how incredibly expensive they are—40 to 60 to 80 thousand a year if you're doing intense ABA, which is shown to be the most effective. And then I saw that Utah doesn't cover it at all. And there was a national movement to push states to get insurance companies to cover. Cover autism. I got involved with both the national organization fighting for this and the Utah organization fighting for inter- insurance reform. And I was quickly part of the leadership team. And we went up to the Capitol for three years fighting for, fighting against insurance companies in the insurance lobby, which they're extremely powerful, to get, get uh, legislators to pass legislation that forced insurance companies in Utah to cover autism therapy. This is something you have to do year round when you're working on legislation. It is not, it is not just during the session, especially really difficult legislation like mandating something to insurance companies. So we spent three years working really, really, really hard on that. And then the third year in 2014, it passed. We passed an insurance mandate. So insurance companies beginning um, January 1st, 2016, had to cover autism insurance therapies. So that was a huge moment. Um, You can only imagine the kind of adrenaline rush you feel when after three years you finally pass this. And, you know, I'm definitely sure that I could conquer the entire world if it was in front of me. So I'm sitting in the cafeteria at the Capitol. We just passed our legislation and I find out that my representative was stepping down. I'd always thought about running for office. I figured he'd step down a few years, but he was stepping down right there. And, you know, obviously we passed legislation so I can take on the entire world. So within 18 hours of finding out that my representative was stepping down, I filed to run for office. And this is in a small office. This is the Utah House of Representatives. I would later find out it was the only swing district in the entire state. I had never worked on a campaign. I was not involved in party politics. All I had done was advocate and fight as a mom on Capitol Hill. Well, I ran for office in 2014 and I actually won on election night and then lost two weeks later at the final canvas by 53 votes. So it never happens. It was insane. But I had gotten so involved in the political world and advocacy it had been an amazing amazing opportunity to network and and I was becoming very known as a as a disability advocate and an autism advocate so in 2015 I had the opportunity of working on the Salt Lake City mayor's campaign and then in 2016 she appointed me to her administration as a coordinator for disability rights so my entire job is I work on disability rights for the city and at this point at the state There's not a position like mine in the state where I focus on policies. All of its policies, whether it's housing and transportation and police relations, it's all very high level policies on the city level. And I'm also working on legislation at the state level. So I have pretty much the most incredible best job I could possibly ever, ever have. I also, again, ran for office in 2016 and the absolute most unlikely thing happened. And I won on election night and then I lost again two weeks later at the final canvas. It's no idea, no one expects that to happen. So it's been kind of an interesting ride, but in some ways I'm glad I lost, I can really focus on this position which I love I love this position so that's kind of the I guess professional place that I've gone that in in no question my daughter spirit, you know because of her and my passion for her and my love of her and advocating for her that is where I've gotten to the place where I am where I have my absolute dream job and I just get to advocate for people with access needs and disabilities on the state and the and the local city level so that has been incredible to speak more back to my daughter because that's the more personal level Um, at first we wanted to think she just had sensory processing disorder and that she wasn't very severe and she was fine but that's not the case And it is one of those things that, especially when they're young, you have some kind of test every six months. Some kind of professional wants to use some test and they can't use the one before because somehow it's a different model. And every time we received a test, it was generally bad news. It was basically that she was more severe than we thought she was. Um, And that still continues. Just last week, I was told that she needs to drop a functioning level in the classes so she's at the lowest functioning level because she's pretty severe how old is your daughter she's nine Okay. She's adorable. She's nine. And so that's been hard. I, I've i done it so many times, I wouldn't think it would still be a sucker punch when I'm told something like that. But it is. It's still kind of a sucker punch. But to speak about her, she's incredible. She's the cutest, sweetest, funniest, little mischievous kid. She's so cuddly, and I hear all the time, well, I thought kids with autism didn't cuddle, which is just people don't know what they're talking about. And she's sweet, and she's cuddly, and she loves crafts. She'll do anything for craft paper and to cut up crafts and so she's she's funny she's also kind of mischievous we get um, papers home from school every day that just say hour by hour what she was doing they do that for all the kids in these special classes who can't verbalize and some of the things she sends home are hilarious like she stole the microphone in the assembly and wouldn't give it back or she got mad at the lunch ladies and spit in the grapes now I shouldn't think that's hilarious but it's, I think it's hilarious. So, she's a sweetheart. I wouldn't change anything. Now, I will not say that it hasn't been tough. It has been really tough. It has been really, really tough at times, but I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't say that, you know, it, it was just hard, but she has been the most incredible thing to my entire life, not just how she's changed me and not just how um, she's propelled me into the advocacy that I'm doing now, but just her. To who she is? You can't know Skylin and not love her. She's always the the teacher's favorite because. Uh She's adorable, she's mischievous and does things that are kind of crazy, but she's adorable. She sings everywhere. We, no one knows what the lyrics are. Sometimes, sometimes the teacher might text me and be like, she keeps singing this song. Is she singing it at home? And we'll try and figure out from the melody what, what song or movie it's from, and sometimes it's from something. But she just sings her gibberish all the time, and it's sweet and it's adorable. So she's incredible. So she's, it's been a ride with her. She's far better than she was. She, at first, the behaviors were really tough. There was a lot and the behaviors are a lot better now, but I won't say that they're they're not there. So I, she's just she's just adorable.
0: So what impact has she had on your immediate family or neighbors or those that you surround yourself with, your circle of friends?
1: Oh, uh, so you know, the obvious one is the advocacy, but but we already talked about that. But her herself, that's such a hard thing to like say or quantify or or it's such a holistic thing that she does. I think everybody's more aware and, and watches more the little things and how important, how important the small things are versus what everybody else thinks important. She let me put a Band-Aid on one of her, her sore, you know, a, a scratch, and it was like we all celebrated. And so it really makes you stop and, and appreciate everything. I have a hard time, like I'm just smiling, and I, but I, I have a hard time just... I guess expressing how she's affected everybody. Does that make sense?
0: It makes perfect sense. But I do want to ask this, if, if I came to you mm-hmm. and I had a, a child that I was confused by and I got this diagnosis of autism, what advice would you give me?
1: The very first thing I would do is I would say, look up these people on Facebook and join their group. Autism parents saved me. Absolutely, without a doubt, I felt at first I was isolated, I didn't know what was happening, I I, I just had no idea and lucky enough I had a friend, acquaintance from high school that we were friends on Facebook because that's how it happens, who saw a post that I posted and got me connected to go to a lunch group with a whole bunch of autism moms and that, I, I will say that's what saved me because you have to have the support. You have to hear stories like mine and, and be able to ask them questions and just to just feel like you have a community. So generally when people come to me, I say, you have to connect to the autism community. Here's the people that I can connect you with that, that have these different groups and they'll give you opportunities to advocate, to talk to their parents, to find out who the best providers are, you go to your doctor, your doctor doesn't know where to send you. I actually have my doctor's office constantly, they'll call me and be like, hey, we just had this situation, what should we do? <laughs> and because we're the experts, we've been the ones doing it, the doctors are not. So connecting with the community is no doubt the number one thing that people need to do.
0: I am in awe of parents like Christine, who changed the system, People like her are my heroes because they take on current regulations of states and insurance companies. They are the trailblazers who make life better for other parents with children with disabilities, like me. Thank you, Christine.